0: inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan.
1: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
0: What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a statewide journey. Did I hit the microphone? What's, uh, did I? I thought I heard a, I heard a sound. Was I too, like raw? Like raw! Michigan's national champions, raw! Thank you to Johnny Brand Sr. Had a great crowd at Johnny Brand's on Leonard last night. Appreciate Nick Lipinski. Uh, the Crow, North Kent Golf Club, they were there. Man, saw the Ogdols from the west side of GR. Just good people, man. Uh, Johnny Brand Sr. His staff, they do a great job. You ever want to hang out at the bar? Brand Sizzler speaks for itself. Johnny Van Ocker, his wife. Brandon Skibby with his newborn baby, little Lincoln Skibby. He didn't bring the baby. Not that I said you can't bring the baby or the wife, Jess, but just... Uh, New listeners I met, people who had never heard the show, people who listen that came in. It's real When you get something that big going in, and then it goes the way you want it to, it's really a cool feeling when I pulled out of that Brands parking lot on Leonard and GR that Michigan is your national champions. I had to watch all the TV coverage just sat there. Radio was all over it on our flagship station, 96 won the game. They did it. That game had the typical ebb and flow of at least the college football playoffs where you're like, what's going on here? Oh, my God, they should be up like 27-3. to They're letting them hang around. Oh, my God, it's halftime. Washington has some momentum. And then you're wondering, is Harbaugh getting a little bit too conservative? But we're not the coaches. And in the end, the defensive line and O-line dominated Washington big time. Like they haven't been dominated all year, just like they did against Saban and Alabama. Just like they did against Penn State. Just like they did against Ohio State in every big game. That defense and that O-line and Quorum and Edwards. How about Edwards? Nobody had seen that flash of speed twice on those TD runs all season. You're wondering, all right, is he back from the injury? Because this is a funny story. Superfly. So Brandon Skibby, Johnny Van Acker, his wife hadn't arrived yet. She was taking a night class. We're talking right before Edwards' first TD run. I'm like, man, I think the dude's lost his wheels from the injuries. I, I don't know. He's Maybe Coram, he's not motivated. Johnny goes, yeah, when you touch him, he falls over like a feather. And then Brandon goes, yeah, I think he's seeing the school shrink. I saw that in a story. On that cue, he takes off and he scores. And we're like, man, I told you Edwards is awesome, baby, with the capital A. And then he does it again. And then they hardly give him the ball the rest of the game. And Coram, they didn't need to get flashy. Yeah, J.J., All of you that think he's ready for the NFL, I know he's a national champion at Michigan. I don't see it. I don't. I just don't. And with that schedule they have next year, it would be pretty cool for J.J. to come back, get some NIL money, and get another year. The touch passes. He'll make some of those throws, and you're like, that's an NFL throw. But you know what J.J. did, just like the Alabama game, when they needed plays, he had a couple runs with his Feet, design runs it looked like. He made some tough throws. So that's what you want in a quarterback. I know we'd all like, yeah, my quarterback was 31 to 39 for 440 yards and a clean sheet with no interceptions, five TDs. But we lost 90 to 35. (laughs) They won. They celebrated. I love Michigan football's tweet this morning, right? This is pretty good stuff. And this is a message to everybody out there. I'm I'm telling you, this is the ultimate up yours. This is from Michigan football, not, not some blog. We're talking University of Michigan football, 2023 national champions. Listen to this. This is unbelievable. What a tweet. It was just. I looked at it and said, this is the best middle finger tweet ever in sports history. To everyone that doubted us, to everyone that went against us, to everyone who didn't think we could do what we just did, we have one word for you, bet. There we go, 2023 national champs. Vrabel's fired in Tennessee. More NFL jobs are opening up. I could see him actually working with Kraft and replacing Belichick, right? Harbaugh seems done at the press conference today, the national champion press conference. He called for unions with college football players and athletes. They need to receive revenue shares. You want to understand why the NCAA is after Harbaugh and trying to drive him out? But remember, if he does go to the NFL, he can become the biggest spokesperson for unions and that players. And he's talking about himself, too. Everyone's sharing in the revenue except the players. Coaches are making more money. Assistants are making more money. Support staff is making more money getting bonuses. I get there's NIL now. He wants player rights or players, plural, rights. So you want to connect the dots on the NCAA, why they've been going after Harbaugh? But uh, like I said before, when Northwestern tried to unionize, you get to a union, you're going to get into taxes. You're going to get into sharing in the wealth. Uh, Title IX means you're going to have to share across the board at federally funded institutions. You have a hornet's nest there. It's easy to say that, and I agree with Harbaugh. But with the guidelines and rules, you can't do it right now. You'd have to pay every athlete. Now, this was the idea I threw out. Who was it? Was it with Clayton Safety or somebody last week or scheme? Where I think this day's coming, okay? Football only. You're gonna get a private equity firm. I know it was David Gregory from Bull Rush. Sports management, the NFLPA certified sports agent. He's based in West Michigan. It was last time he was in the studio a couple weeks ago. That I believe you're going to get private equity groups who will go lease the name, image, and likeness of University of Michigan football, uniform use, all this. They will pay the coaches. They will share in the revenue with the school. The school won't have any money they'll have to lay out for football. It will be a private entity. Not part of university athletics, which means they could avoid Title IX. Because you don't need to provide equal pay in the workplace any place, right? Superfly could be a woman identifying as a man. His name is Belinda, but I'm not going to get going down that road too much. There's no rule that says he has to make it. I have to make as much money as Belinda slash Brett as I do, right? Or vice versa. So you do private equity. They lease the names of Fans don't see anything different. School, uh, the scholarships are provided by the private equity group. They then get their money back. They share in the profits with the school. And the school doesn't have any money they have to put out. It's only money coming in. And you see a lot of privatization everywhere. School districts are having Dean Transportation handle their buses, right? Or prisons have guards that are under a private company. This isn't a crazy idea because you cannot do the revenue share unless you pay every single student athlete on that campus under the current format. So let's say a private equity, a bunch of dudes with money, uh, all go in and bid and they get the rights to Michigan. Michigan doesn't have any cost put out for football. But the requirement is to do it, to play, you would have to maintain a GPA, have to go to school, one just to be professional. You know, you'd have to follow policy of not getting in trouble and not getting arrested, all these things. And all the difference would be is that someone else is paying for it. So you look at some of these schools which now on the TV contract are getting, what is it, $78 million a year, I think, with the new one, with the addition of the Pac-12 schools. With your ticket revenue, right now, and this is interesting, the the schools have to share the pie with all the student-athletes. Well, if these private equity groups ended up cutting the TV deal portion for football only... They share with the Big Ten, pay them a fee for name, image, and likeness rights or use of Michigan logos, and Michigan doesn't have to share anything. Now, that could be the end of a lot of sports programs because football at Michigan, Ohio State, even Michigan State covers a lot of those non-revenue sports. So it's a very tricky area, but Hardball used that platform this morning in Houston to say that the players need to receive revenue shares, but it cannot only happen in football. And even that private side of it, I don't know if there's a... I should have talked to Josh Garvey earlier from Dorn Mayhew, CPA accounting business firm, one of the best in the world. Could there be a legal way of going around the Title IX doing this? If a private company owned the funding of Michigan football and share it in the profits with Michigan and Michigan had, didn't have to pay out anything. And think about these private equity companies that could go to Alabama, all these schools and do it. If there's money to be made, there's a business plan somewhere out there. And just think about post-national championship last night for Michigan the gear, the status, the conversation that is still ongoing everywhere in this country about a school that already had a national footprint with the Block M. They weathered everything, Harbaugh being suspended twice. They weathered Connor Stallions. i Connor Stallions back on Twitter, and he's hanging out with the Wolverine.com crow watching the Lions. No one's going after him. When I look at what Harbaugh did today and I look at the NCAA hits with the Big Ten, they want Harbaugh out. They don't want their coaches calling that you need to share in the revenue. Now the question is, is Harbaugh gone? Is J.J. gone? I don't believe J.J.'s ready. And that's going to be our Honolulu blue, Honolulu maize blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distilleries. Are both Harbaugh and J.J. gone or just one or the other? You tell me, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan-based bank with locations all across Michigan, with Michigan decision makers, and most importantly, your money stays right here in Michigan. Look for the Mercantile location close to you. 1-866-838-4843. That's one 866 huge Sidebar question, Superfly, that I posted last night after the game just before I left. Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. I think this Michigan team, what they accomplished, who they beat. Washington was number two. Ohio State was number two when they beat them. Or Ohio State was three. They beat Penn State, I think, was top ten, number six, six or seven, depending on the poll. Beat Alabama. I think for one year, and I know the Joe Burrow LSU team, some listeners at Huge Show on Twitter talked about, I think there's the argument that this is the best one-year complete football team, complete, not the superstars that they had with Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Burrow. I'm talking complete team. One year in college football history, this University of Michigan team as good as any one-year team. I'm not talking program, dynasty, tradition, how many trophies or rings. For one year, this 2023 Michigan football team had to live up to the hype, dealt with two three game suspensions for hardball. The Connor Stallions, NCAA, Big Ten national hit, lost coaches in season, had injuries, and found their way to stand on the platform in Houston, Texas as the 2023 national champions. I think it's the best one-year team I've ever seen because LSU didn't have that drama off the field. They were just a machine, right? Offensively, they were just a machine. There's so much connected to this Michigan team that for one year, I think they're the greatest single-season team in college football history and arguably, I don't think it's any argument now, the best one-year team ever for Michigan football, ever. You can answer all those questions. There's a lot to talk about. It's... A celebration of Harbaugh, the Wolverines, national champions. They just, they would not let Washington get back into the game. And Michael Penix Jr. could barely walk off the field at the end. That was physical domination. O-line, D-line. Did you see the O-line at the end on some of those touchdown runs? Blowing people. Keegan's blowing guys into the third row. Hey, how you doing? I'm Keegan. I'm going to hit you so hard, you're going to go third row, and you don't have to pay for the ticket. So you can join us at 838 4843 That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. So you can answer these questions, pick and choose, whatever you want to do. Best one-year team ever in college football history, 2023 Michigan. Answer that. I don't think it's a debate on the best one-year team ever for Michigan. I don't even think that's a debate. And then J.J. Harbaugh, who's staying, who's going? Let's go to Auger and Grand Rapids listening on ninety-six-one. The Game. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. Nice party last night. Yeah, it was awesome. Good to see you, your wife, your family show up. Just a, a good vibe start to finish there at Johnny Brands Online. Yeah.
2: Yes, I had to go. One, I have to plow I thought
3: I was going to snowplow. The other, I had to get in my lucky chair. <laughs> I have that superstition. So, But, yeah, I would say I always thought nothing would beat the 97 team, but this team, top to bottom, everything they've been through, our ball sitting out six games, injury to Zach Zinner. And you can just go up. I mean, that defense, mm. I mean, they just played Ben Don't Break like we talked about, but then they started blitzing when they needed to, and, and they made Penix. Even though they didn't sack him, they made him scared. And talk about scared. What about that dude with that knife on the outside?
0: Yeah, I want to give the GRPD some love. And Auger, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. And great seeing you last night, Johnny Brand. So they're along 131. It's like midway third quarter, Superfly. And I see a. Cruiser with the lights going, and it's going up the one way. I'm like, whoa! what I'm thinking accident on 131. A car roll over. we were all watching the game. Place is packed. Then there's another cop. Another one. Another one. Another one. Another one. I'm like, oh boy! All of a sudden, I see Auger and his wife, and I go, hey, what's going on out there? And uh, his wife goes, oh, some guy with a knife is being tackled by uh, four police officers. My first thought was, does he have a hey, huge T-shirt on just to be safe? No. Then, without missing a beat, Auger, his wife, and I think their daughter, they go, oh, this is a guy getting uh, tackled by police. He had a knife. Uh, they got him handcuffed. Third and 22, it's a big play right now. This is a big play for Michigan. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's a big play? It's a, it's a big play. And there's like, there's Here comes you know, nine more cruisers. Hey, GRPD gets after. They protect and serve. Everybody was safe. There was nothing, you know. I, someone's walking down the street waving a knife. Police were nine, nine cruisers on it. Nine. Nine cruisers. I was just more with the Ogdols, and they're Westsiders, West Side of Grand Rapids. They're like, I'm like, hey, hey, I see, you know, I, you, know you see police drive, Well, hey, what's going on? What, what, what's going on? They're like, Oh, uh, yeah, some guy with a knife. They got him tackled. They got him handcuffed. Yeah, 3rd and 22. They got to throw a long here. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, 3rd and 22. Good people. Great night. What a celebration. And I'll take your feedback. We're going to get Anthony Broom from Houston. He'll join us. He was at the National Championship press conference this morning. So was Chris Ballas for the Wolverine.com, John Borton, senior columnist for the Wolverine.com, Doug Skeen. Right after the game, it ended, I'm sitting there, Skeen goes, that was awesome, because he's a five-time Big Ten champion, offensive lineman, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. When those lines are dominating, Skeen is in heaven. And also our weekly conversation, Talking Hoops, with John Beeline and Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office, one of America's and the world's top accounting CPA and business firms, we'll talk about. Hardball when he was hired, getting that national championship, something Coach Beeline missed out on twice, and you could tell it still stings. And we'll talk Michigan State's loss at Northwestern. He says don't panic, and Michigan, they're playing decent basketball, but they're just not closing out games. So Talking Hoops, our weekly conversation with John Beeline, presented by Dorn Mayhew, coming up later. And Tim McCullough, the fun governor, from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Also, we'll check in before we are done. Let's go to Scott in Grand Rapids listening on 96.1 The Game. You're on the huge Show.
4: Hey, buddy. Hey. Just wanted to let you know, I'm a Sparty through and through. But um, I was so rooting for Michigan. And I'm just going to tell you the, the, some statistics. 15-0. and 0, national championship they can't take any of that away from you and not only that but you beat not one not two but five top 15 programs in a row which no college has ever done no college has ever done that I'm so proud for the Michigan people, and uh, happy for you guys. i'm it's just it's an, it's an exciting day, brother.
0: And thanks a lot, Scotty and G r listening on our flagship station ninety six won the game. They were a fun team to watch because they could whip you at the line of scrimmage. They could make the big play. It was so good to see Edwards come back and look like that freshman running back Edwards, and Blake Corm is just a beast between the tackles, and that O-line was just killing it. Yeah, J.J. was off on some makeable throws. I think Harbaugh and his staff knew they could pound the football and win that game, and they didn't need 350 and three TDs and J.J. to win it for him. You couldn't look at Alabama and say, we're going to pound it, oh, we're gonna, just going to hand off, we're going to pound that ball, we're going to pound that. No, not against Alabama. Ohio State, I thought, had the best defense I've ever seen seen in this modern era and Penn State had a great defense and Alabama did Washington didn't have a defense and Harbaugh and more they knew what they could do hey how many holds they didn't call Washington was just desperate on that old line they could hand it off at that's why I'm looking at why Hows Edwards not getting any more carries, man? He's gonna score every time. He's gonna have 800 yards rushing because you had between the tackles, you got Coram the power back. I think Harbaugh and his staff, even though it was close, it never seemed as close in that game as the score was. It didn't at all. Even when they're only up seven, you're you're thinking that man this should be 30 to 13. They're leaving points on the board. Easy fourth and three, they can't make it. You can join us. Our Honolulu Maze and Blue questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Is this the greatest one year college football team of all time? I don't think there's any argument it's the best Michigan team for one season ever. And then is Harbaugh gone? JJ gone? Who stays? Who goes? Matt in Grand Rapids, also listening on one. The Game. You're on The Huge Show.
4: Hey, Bill, this is Matt. Um, I was at the, the game last night. I, I went to a game a couple of years, the Michigan Michigan State game. You were there. And, uh, man, I just want to say how hospitable you were. When we came in, you are like, giving us cups and showing us where to seat. And we just had an awesome time. And you're just such a neat guy and so pleasurable. And what a great – when Sandra still um, – the interception at the end, I started singing the flight song. It was, it was so exciting. It was just a, such an
0: awesome year. Well, buddy, I really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm going to tape that because I'm going to need to keep it on my phone when people call me an asswipe. <laughs> they go, you know what? You're a jerk. You know, you want to hear Matt from Grand Rapids telling everybody across the state? Superfly, I need that. I got to put it on my phone. It might be my ringtone. It was awesome. I appreciate my audience. One thing you can say, as I'm nearing towards year 33 of doing a sports radio show all across the country, nationally, statewide, locally, that I have never taken one of my listeners for granted. Never. I haven't dissed a listener in public unless they're an idiot towards me. And back in the day when I started, I used to challenge. We'd have the huge duel where I'd challenge listeners to a fight in the parking lot of the sports bar I was at. Didn't go over well with the GM in Tulsa. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Huge Show. Uh, Bill has challenged John from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, to a duel in the parking lot at halftime. I will say younger. Oh, I hung out with Tommy Morrison. Remember him from Rocky's the Rocky Four? Tommy Machine Gun. You ever watch all the Rockies, Machine Gun? They had the mullet. He, he's from Tulsa, good dude. He died... Way too young. Well, when I was with him at a, like a country western bar like called In Cahoots where they had like, the oval dance floor where they country dance. And then when the country music ended, they do like 20 minutes of funk music. It was awesome. But I was with Morrison hanging out, right? So I had him at my back. I felt bulletproof. Single, total moron, and a radio celebrity. Let's go to Justin in Madawan. We're not going to get into the spelling from Superfly on that beautiful city in Kalamazoo. Listening on 96-1 the game out of Grand Rapids. How are you doing, Justin?
5: Really well, Hughes. How are you?
0: Good. I just, you know, I love Mattawan. I just drove by the other day on 94. I do want to uh, go through Superfly's uh, tour presented by Pure Michigan. Uh, Justin from M A D A W A N, Madawan, Madawan oh. is on the huge show. Yeah, Justin, that's pretty bad. Good city. What's on your mind? Hey, what's on my mind is this is the best year of football for me personally because my nine-year-old daughter got involved and excited to watch the Wolverines all year long. And I want to give a big shout-out to a local kid from Paw, Michigan, number 52, Carson Barnard. We were fixated all season
5: long watching this kid move bodies and embody what the U of M football team is.
0: And uh, it's just cool to be from around this area and uh, such a joy to watch the game this year and even more of a joy to, to listen to you, who you. You are not a jerk. Well, thank you. You know, and one thing, Justin, who's the other kid from Paw Paw? Who's uh, he's in the class of 2025. He's projected. I think he's like a top four or five player as a junior, a big offensive lineman, another six seven kid. I don't know. It's not another Barnhart. It's somebody else from Paw Paw who's projected uh, to be a you know four or five star type player. Do you know who I'm talking about?
5: Yeah, I don't know the kid's last
0: name, but I also know there's another kid from Marcellus, maybe a kicker. Who's uh, who also has been asked to be on the team. I don't know his involvement yet, but it's exciting to see these homegrown kids, uh, big boys, get out there and move bodies around like it, that's what they were born to do. Yeah, Justin, and one one thing I have to say, I'll give the paw kids name. Last night when I got home, Superfly, I w- I'll get some goosebumps here in a dad moment. I got home uh, late, you know, from Brands. It's 12.30, quarter to one. And I... All of a sudden, see uh, Prep Red Zone, I follow. They, they do every state. They do something national. They follow high school sports. They came out with their 2025 updated high school football player rankings in the state of Michigan. And I'm going, oh, I go, you know, they rank like the top 400, right? Kids, all classes, all across Michigan. Number 59 was A. Simonson. 59. Number 16 offensive lineman in the entire state. I'm like, wow, that dude has worked so hard at six two two eighty seven, He's quick, he's fast, he's relentless with his work, he's good to his teammates, 3'8 student, AP classes, cares about his finals, just heart of gold. And I I, I get emotional because I know how hard he works, right? He's not on the radar four months ago. And Peter Sturzma at Hope College said last May when we were doing our Tullymore Spring Football Summit with Ballison Skeen from the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, he said, I wouldn't send him to all the camps this year. I'd let his junior film tell the story. I think it will be a big story to tell. That's May. That's Peter Sturzma, who won a lot of state titles at East Grand Rapids and will one day win multiple national championships at the D3 level or at least compete for them at Hope College. And Ace's junior film has just caught the attention of a lot of teams. He doesn't know where he wants to go. I think because he's 6'2", 287 and not 6'4". If he was two inches taller, I, I think Michigan, Michigan State would be all over him right now. He just turned 17, so he's still growing. Who knows? Right? I mean, I don't, all I know at 6'2", 287 is he can move. He can hit people. He can punish people. I had a high school coach call him legally violent on the football field. Legally violent. Gus Kapolka, who's a renowned head coach at Cedar Springs, called Ace the best pulling guard he's ever seen in high school. Ever. Nothing you can do. Here comes six-two-two-eighty-seven around the corner. And he likes to hit somebody and drive him to the ground, and then some refs will go, you're being mean. Really? But it's just hard work. And a lot of people don't see what people put in behind the scenes. And I do. And yeah, rankings can mean squat. You know, don't read the headlines. I get that. But for a kid who just turned 17, a kid who played through a lot of injuries and pain, who even now says, yeah, I'm sore with all these workouts, but he's just powering through it, to see that you are at number 59 in the entire state of Michigan. All high school classes, what are 10 or 11 classes total, that you're the 16th best lineman right now, that's without your senior tape. That's without camps that he's going to go to, or rivals Midwest camp or Under Armour where he's been invited, all these different things. It only goes up from here. I think uh, behind Max Richardson, who has signed with Stanford out of Grand Rapids, Hill Central, and Pachula, who's a stud defensive lineman at Rockford, Ace would be the third Guy on that overall list from West Michigan. He's humble. He's grateful. I I just, I I can't say enough about him as a person. Football, he stunned me how fast and quick, but I'm going to tell you with everything Mark Ennis and Brian Paulson and his five years, five years, four and a half, basically four and three months. So over four years, of continuous training with power, strength, and fitness. With Mark Ennis or Brian Paulson being pushed by other great athletes from West Catholic, Catholic Central, Rockford, Hudsonville. And ace rising up to the elite of that group. It's a life lesson. Football, I'm telling you, and what a lot of people don't get, football teaches you life lessons that will make you a better man when you're an adult. It will teach you that you don't win every game. There'll be haters. There'll be people who love you. There'll be people who will only be there for you when you're doing well. It's going to hurt. You're going to shed tears. You're going to get a win that gives you two home playoff games. You're going to look back on a season and say you might have been one play away from a path right to Ford Field in your senior year. Let's go do it. When I heard the story of the Cedar Springs game, when he was throwing up at halftime, not knowing if he was going to play, the coaches didn't know. The, the team can hear Ace throwing up. And he walked out of the stall, looked at his team, and said, let's and go. That, to me, shapes character. Wrestling, football, some basketball teams. Maybe some lacrosse. It has to be something, you know, for the girls, lacrosse, soccer, something physical that will shape your character, that will guide you the rest of your life. It's the high school experience. I don't know where he's going. People ask me. It's it. I tell him, your choice. You want to play for Tony and Issa Ferris? You want to play for Peter at Hope? Whatever you want to do, it's bonus time for you. But I know with the lessons he's learned through football through Mark Ennis, Brian Paulson, power strength. He's become a man. I just got to give him the occasional, don't make a mistake. Be smart, right? The, you know, typical dad talk. Carries a three eight. Just an, an amazing journey that's not over with him and more power to Ace and what he wants to do. Callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge.
1: Fish on. The Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit,
6: January 11th through 14th. At the Suburban Collection Showplace with over seven acres of the newest fishing tackle. Fishing boats and fishing trips. Take it from fishing pro Mark Zona. This is the largest pure fishing show in the country. It's the Fishing Boat Show. Buy from dealers who know how to rig them right. Shop Fishing Tackle only available once a year. Seminars on five stages. Meet guides and
7: lodge owners.
0: The Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit, January 11th through 14th at the Suburban Collection Showplace. Whoa, put that one in the box. Huge here with a reminder that I'll be broadcasting live for the Suburban Collection Showplace in Detroit for the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit. I'll be there Friday 3 until 6, statewide broadcast. Lomas Brown will be at the Impact Power Sports booth where you can register to win Lomas's Lions golf cart. It's this Thursday through Sunday, the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Look for the huge show in Lomas Brown, there Friday starting
8: at 2 p.m. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
0: This special limited edition canned cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Tracy, over to you for weather.
9: The
3: sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for
10: 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Dan and Greek yogurt, Meyer frozen steamable vegetables, and Kraft macaroni and cheese. Pick any 7 for just
1: $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in store or
10: online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
0: Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to the Huge Show on the
1: Michigan Sports Network.
0: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soar Eagle Casino and Resort. Don't forget live sports betting inside the Ascend Sportsbook at Soar Eagle and also the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Download it today and you can get in on the action with the Lions and more. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. I did have some of those other names from that prep red zone where I was telling you my son is ranked the 59th overall player. 2025 class senior-to-be by Prep Red Zone, Michigan. 16th-ranked offensive lineman. Some of the other offensive linemen from across the huge network. Avery Gash out of Birmingham Grows, number one. Darren Stray was the kid from Pawpaw, 6'7", that that caller mentioned. He's a second-rated offensive lineman. My son, Ace, is 16. Jim Harris from Muskegon. The Kai win from Muskegon. Big Reds have a powerhouse program. They're in Michigan's west coast. Two of the top offensive linemen: Antonio Johnson from Orchard Lake St. Mary's, Kale Will Helmy from or Cade Will Helmy from Detroit Country Day, Jalen Pitts from River Rouge, Cameron Clark from Dexter. Saginaw Heritage has a stud offensive lineman and Ethan Kratz. Again, these are top. 16 2025 junior offensive lineman, Trazelle Jenkins from Belleville, Justin Bell from Dakota and Macomb County, Stony Creek. That's in the Detroit area, Spencer Bachman, Liam Vaughn from Wallace Lake Western on the east side of the state, JJ Hurtis from Coopersville Adam. Great offensive line this year. He's a junior and a senior to be. Jacob Bellinger from Detroit Jesuit and Ace Simonson number 16 rated O-lineman in the state class of 2025 senior to be my man look at those schools uh, that he's listed with that is fantastic well done right behind Ace was Cooper Pyle out of Heartland for our listeners on Sports Extra 1330 Hey, with Michigan winning the national championship last night, we do have our Honolulu Maize and Blue. Huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Harbaugh gone, JJ gone. What do you think? Also, is this the best one-year team ever in college football history? One-year season team ever. I don't think there's a debate about it being the greatest Michigan team of all time. You can join us and answer those huge questions of the day. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank.
1: Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew
7: Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on This hill. Show the soulful bad boy R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at forty-five dollars and are on sale now at the box office or online at eTix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January twenty-sixth. at Sorry Evil Casino.
0: Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top-shelf skin treatments, anti-aging body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at TheUrbanU.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U, four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner, also in Rockford, their Waxology, just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to
10: theurbanu.com
0: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Tuesday, presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Check out their new food district; ton of new food options for you each and every day in the new food district at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in beautiful Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Now, if you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, our podcast are free, and we are everywhere. Just search the Huge Show. Where you download podcasts, you can catch up and listen on your schedule where and when you want to. It's simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big.
1: bad, Huge.
0: Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcast, And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. The following
1: is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
0: We are back live across Michigan Hour number 2 on a Tuesday with Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Superfly's family, all Michigan State fans, and they wore maize and blue gear last night and all sang Hail to the Victors in the driveway with fellow Michigan State fan neighbors. It was a tribute of solidarity. They even had some of their Mastiff dogs, which are, I don't know, 6'3", 290". I think they're bigger than my son, Ace. But once you get to know them, they're playful. I I walked with my hands in my pockets there on Thanksgiving Day. Just huge dogs, and they act like they're little, like, teacup poodles. Lay on your lap. You have to go to the doctor, get an adjustment. I'll play the audio of his family singing Hail to the Victors, all Michigan State fans. I'm getting misty-eyed thinking about that. We are talking about the Wolverines as your 2023 college football champions. We threw out our Honolulu Maize and Bloom. Huge questions of the day. Are the Wolverines the greatest one-year team in college football history? Because what they brought to the table and overcame wasn't just on the field, it was off the field. There's not a better storyline and finish ever for any college team, anywhere, ever. Their offensive line, defensive lines, the speed to the ball, things I talked about all last week. They got them by Saban and Alabama, and they got them by the mighty Washington Huskies where most people were betting Washington and taking the four and a half. It probably would have went over, but Michigan didn't capitalize when they had a shot. And you're like, okay, you're letting them hang around. But realistically, Washington never looked like they were threatening to make it a game. Maybe that overthrow by Penix Jr. But the pressure, bringing the heat on him, made him throw early. A lot of high throws. You didn't see Penix Jr. look like that all season long. And that was because of the Michigan defense. So we got our... Honolulu Maze and Blue, huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Greatest single one year college football team of all time. That's one. Second question that we can't say the. There's no argument over the greatest single year Michigan team of all time. There's no debate on that. Do you think Harbaugh's gone? I do. Do you think J.J. McCarthy's gone? I. I don't. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. I really don't. The only situation would be is that, and Rabel got canned by the Titans in Tennessee, is that if there's a job where Harbaugh knew he could guarantee he get J.J., and I guess the closest thing to that might be working with Brady, who's now a small share owner of the Raiders, Right. They don't have a quarterback, got a good head coach, but I don't know if they're going to let him go. Pierce's, the players are playing for him. It's interesting, and I think Vrabel will go coach the Patriots. I think that. There's even rumors that Tomlin might step away from the Steelers. Does that become a destination for Harbaugh? And you got Ben Johnson's name mentioned, like with Washington, McDonald, the former Michigan defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator for the Ravens with Washington. Hmm. I'm, the obvious perfect fit seems to be San Diego. And Harbaugh has called J.J. the greatest of all time. But I don't, there's nothing out there right now that, where you say that's a Harbaugh job. But he seems really content. And maybe that's because, you know, if you don't take the NFL job, you got that monster deal waiting for you with Michigan. Oh, but the NCAA is going to come in. They're going to strip the victories. Yeah, I love some of these Ohio State burner accounts with the asterisk. Michigan national champions, an asterisk. Had a few Spartan fans do that, too. Oh, it's an asterisk. They're cheaters. Really? Okay. All right. So answer those questions. Honolulu, Maize and Blue, huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Is Michigan the greatest single year college football team of all time? I say yes based on off the field, on the field, hardball suspensions, Connor Stallions, drama, and more. Big Ten, there was so much coming at them that they never lost focus. Is JJ andor Harbaugh gone? Or both stay? What if they both stay and want to run it back with that monster schedule next year? Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com V, Michigan Insider is standing by on the Roast-Umberg coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man?
3: I'm a little tired, brother, but uh, plowing through, what a night, huh?
0: Yeah, for you, uh, an obvious perfect evening that they take care of business. Even when it was a close game, it didn't feel like a close game. Michigan left some points on the board. J.J., similar theme to Alabama. Uh, maybe too jacked up, wasn't sharp, but he found a way to make plays Late to put the game away. The O-line was dominating. The defense was dominating. Uh, it, everything about this team all season long was showcased last night.
3: Yeah, the fun part about it is the, the coping mechanisms from the fans, right, of other schools, the Michigan State fans, the Ohio State fans, the Astros, so on and so forth. I talked to Santa Ono last night on the field, Michigan president. He goes, you know, that narrative has changed. So you don't hear it anymore on the show is when you win – that many games in a row, you pounded the hell out of Michigan State, right? The first game afterwards, and everybody thought, oh, it's going to be a distraction. That game could have been 70 to nothing. You go to Penn State without your head coach. You play Ohio State without your head coach. Then you beat Alabama in the Rose Bowl in Washington. And, uh, and Washington deserved to be there. And one of the narratives I've heard is that, oh, they didn't have to play that team like Georgia or, you know, the outstanding team, the one team that nobody wants to play. Well, you know why? Because they were that team this year, Bill what did they average 10 points a game against them? I think that defense was outstanding. And as Jesse Minner said to me, Michigan's defensive coordinator in the locker room, he said, you know, he said, all week long, all I heard about was Washington's receivers and their quarterback. And I'm like, aren't you going to ask me about my guys? Because they're pretty damn good. And you saw that last night, the game plan's outstanding. He's going to be an NFL coordinator likely next year. He told me he loves Michigan. He says, it's not, I'm not going to talk about my future. All I'm going to do is be a reference for these kids going forward. But you want to talk about one happy locker room after everything they overcame? It was uh, it was pretty
0: remarkable. Yeah, how about the men or defense? Uh, Robert Myers sent out this tweet uh, that I retweeted last night. Got Penn State's offensive coordinator fired. Got OSU to turn on their QB. <laughs> held Heisman runner-up to 13 points. Held 12 of 15 opponents under 20 points. Held all opponents under 25 points. Talking about the Michigan defense.
3: Yeah, they didn't blitz much last night, and he knew what he had to do. You know, everybody, it was Don Brown was the exact opposite when he was defensive coordinator here. You know, you solve your problems with aggression. Sometimes there's a way to solve your problems by confusing people, and he mixed up his defenses better than everybody. All the guys said the same thing, though. When you talk about, oh, it was not what they did, it was what we did. Michael Penix last night, you know what, We, we lost it, they didn't win it type of thing. Well. When you're getting pounded with a four-man front, and let's be honest, Kenneth Grant about killed him on one play, the big Michigan defensive tackle, and your defensive backs are, are doing such a great job in coverage. It doesn't matter who they bring in here. They bring in a transfer from UMass, and Josh Wallace had a great game. Your, your MVP is a cornerback who's a sophomore playing against those receivers An unbelievable interception to start the second half, and Will Johnson and Mike Sainrist. but what can you say about him? A former three-star wide receiver who goes defensive back in his last two years and is an absolute stud. He'll go down as a Michigan legend, and I I mean that. I mean, everybody.
0: Did Chris's phone just die? It sounded like it. Brett, call him back, please. I know the click when someone's phone dies and he's down in Houston. You know he's been on that thing, charging it up left and right. Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com will reconnect with him post-Michigan National Championship celebration. They had the press conference this morning. Also, Anthony Broom will join us before the end of the hour. From the Wolverine.com. John Borden, senior columnist, Doug Skeen, texted me after the game, so happy to watch dominating performances by the Michigan O-line and D-line. Skeen does the podcast with Chris Ballas, the Michigan football podcast at the TheWolverine.com. Chris is back with us. Yeah, I, I mentioned that um, Skeen, right after the game, said – The lines are just amazing, both sides.
3: Yeah, and that's where you're going to win football games. Remember, everybody was so sick of Lloyd Carr football and man ball and everything. And when you play complementary football like that, to me, there's no better football. When you are controlling the games up front and you've got teams going for fourth downs in the second quarter at midfield because they're going to get run out of a football game because they can't get movement up front and they can't stop your running game, there's no better football to me. And what Donovan Edwards was able to do early on in that game, they went to a duo scheme. They started vert- vertically blocking a little bit more and letting the, the running backs read the linebackers. And a couple of the cuts that Edwards made, he wasn't real patient on the first one, uh, but it worked out. The second one, you could just see the vision and the speed. We've been waiting to see that all year. But uh, And think about this, Bill. They did it without Zach Sinner, their best offensive lineman. He put Trent A. Jones in there. Carson Barnhart goes back to right guard. And they had their best two games of the year, in my opinion, in the last two games of the year in terms of pass protection against Alabama and then running the ball against, uh, against Washington last night. And I talked to those guys. I talked to Ladarius Henderson, who came here from Arizona State. He goes, you know, I played in the Pac-12 for a long time. And he said, I knew what, uh, that they weren't prepared for what we were bringing. And he was absolutely right. Uh, they really cheated up some safeties in the second and third quarter. I didn't think Michigan adjusted as well. But they always seem to make plays, and McCarthy always seems to make plays when it's time to put the game away. And when you got a couple of backs like that, including Blake Corum, you're going to be able to move the ball on the ground. And uh, they, you know, they save their best for the last. Bill, got to give him
0: credit. Chris Ballas for the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line from Houston, uh, the morning and afternoon after Michigan celebrates as 2023 College Football Champions. Just. Great work on both sides. Could have capitalized on some more points late second quarter, uh, but a uh, win is a win and just get the W, final game of the year. Uh, questions we're asking the audience, and obviously they're the greatest one-year team in Michigan football history, but I took it a step further last night after thinking about it post-game, that based on what they went through on the field, off the field, looking at the quality wins they accumulated over the year how they were complete on both sides of the ball, that this, in my mind, is the best single-season college football team I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, when Paul Feinbaum is saying something similar, then you know that you're probably right. And what they had to overcome, and everybody say, oh, they're playing the victim here because they were cheating and so on and so forth. I don't think, I think it's unprecedented what they've been through this year in terms of the NCAA coming at them in season for two separate incidents, right? You've got this cheeseburger thing that costs three games, which is absurd. And then you've got the sign gate deal. So that's six games that you don't have your head coach and you have to turn to your, your offensive coordinator, Jerome Moore who will be a head coach soon enough and uh, to win at Penn state. And then to beat Ohio state to two top 10 teams uh, was remarkable for them to be able to keep their focus. And the, this group of veterans, uh, Trevor Keegan last night watching him on the field and, talking to him after the game he didn't want to take his uniform off and you could just sense uh it was kind of relief. uh it was almost you know what more a sense of man uh did we really do this in fact that's exactly what jj mccarthy when he came out of the locker room to go to the interview room was saying in the tunnel he said man we just won the natty he was talking to himself man i think we, we just won the natty and uh I talked to his dad on the field said the same thing it almost didn't feel real so I'm with you, Bill. Uh, what they've overcome and what they were able to accomplish with all that noise is pretty much unprecedented.
0: You mentioned, Chris, that you're on the field post game, and Santa Ono, who's a huge sports fan, supporter of Harbaugh, president yeah. at the University of Michigan, did he say anything about the contract that's reportedly on the table?
3: Yeah, he did. He said he's going to do whatever he can to keep Jim Harbaugh here, and he says, you know what? I will respect his decision, whatever. He said, uh, I'd like him more as a man than I do as a coach and what he's done with his team and these kids. And he said, uh, if he does leave, then the Michigan tradition will go on and we will, we will continue to pursue greatness. But uh, it's clear, uh, he, as I think I told you a couple of days ago or three or four days ago, he had lunch or breakfast with Jim Harbaugh a couple of weeks ago and to let him know exactly how badly he wanted him here. He has started really fundraising with board Manuel. He's taken board Manuel with him to these different places Again, with the biggest donors now, they are all on the same page. We wrote an article about this the other day. They raised about $4 million in four days, which was about half of their goal, which is what it's going to take to keep some of these kids here because there are other programs out there, Bill, and speaking to some of the guys at the Champion Circle Collective that are trying to poach the Michigan kids as they're getting ready for the championship game. Uh, Can you believe that? Where's the NCAA now? You you, You should make a phone call here in my opinion for some of these kids and say hey look you know one of these SEC teams or one of these future Big Ten teams is calling my kid and uh, trying to poach him here two days before the game but now I guess they got other things on their plate but um, really fantastic man a, a great story and I do believe that Jim Harbaugh will listen and there are other teams out there I'm not sure if it'll be the Chargers some people say they don't think that's going to be a fit that they might not pay him enough money but Uh, In the end, you know, it's going to be up to him. I know he loves it here with his family, and and we know his wife likes likes Ann Arbor and loves Ann Arbor now, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's interesting with the NIL money from the Under Armour game where the players are talking openly about how much money they're getting from schools to all this, and then you get Harbaugh and reportedly somebody with an iPhone Uh, videotaping signs and a cheeseburger, and it's a borderline military unit taking over Ann Arbor or a SWAT team uh, putting Harbaugh in handcuffs with the Big Ten. It's the biggest joke I've ever seen. And you know why they went after him? Because Harbaugh summed it up today in that championship press conference this morning that you were at in Houston where he said uh, the players need to share in the revenue. And you can just do the easy math On why the NCAA, the Big Ten, uh, why they're going after uh, Harbaugh by he's the only coach openly calling for this. While the other coaches all get their seven, eight, nine, ten million per year. They don't care. Harbaugh does. And the NCAA and the Big Ten want him gone. And he stands right up to him. He wins the natty last night. And he says there needs to be a revenue share for the players. Yeah,
3: and Not only that, he said, we're innocent. He said, number one, we don't care, we're innocent. Talking to Trevor Keegan, he said, I'm not in college anymore, so I'll come in, out and say it, I don't give a bleed." He said, and he said, you can quote me on that. And uh, it was fascinating, wasn't it, Harbaugh, because when he was talking to his kids and he was talking about the revenue sharing at the press conference again this morning, he looked over to Will Johnson on his left and Blake Coram on his right, and he said, you know what, maybe you, you might have to unionize. So he brought up that word, and I can only imagine the bristling that went on in the NCAA offices when he brought that up because it's only a matter of time Bill and we all know it but uh it's time for some of these other coaches to get on board too so but yeah all this whole sign stealing stuff that everybody's still clutching their pearls about now let's be honest that narrative has been shot to hell after you go and you win six games like that in, in dominant fashion in some of them and you beat the best teams in the country it's time to let that go folks
0: And to wrap up our conversation, Harbaugh, when he stood on the podium last night after winning the national championship, talked about every single Michigan player they brought on a jumbo jet from Ann Arbor to Houston, 100 men as he addressed them. And I'm looking at a photo from Janelle Kudzdall and Bryson Kudzdall, my son, Ace blocked for him last year at Ada Forest Hills Eastern High School. He was a preferred walk-on this year. And there's Bryson on the stage, holding the trophy, getting a snapshot. He's number 41. I don't know if he has a future plan for Michigan, but the year he experienced, the hard work he put in, as Harbaugh referenced, just like every other player uh, year yeah. around, and the way Harbaugh paid tribute to all 100 players uh, really summed up what I believe Harbaugh is all about. When I saw that photo, because I follow the Kuzal family on Facebook and they follow me and Bryson – He's a great dude. was one of the fastest kids in the state last year. I don't know if there's a future for him, but he worked hard. Most importantly, uh, working on a degree as a freshman at Michigan, and who knows what the future will hold. I'll never count out that kid. But for Harbaugh to give those players and their families the same respect he gave, J.J. Corum, Edwards, Keegan, and the big boys says what Michigan football is all about.
3: Yeah, and Roman Wilson said the same thing. Michigan Senior Receiver last week when I talked to him at the Rose Bowl and I asked about NIL, and he said, yeah, I'm doing okay, but you know what? Some of these other guys, they're in the weight room with me at 6 a.m. I don't care if you're a walk-on or who you are. They deserve to get paid, too. They're doing every single thing I'm doing, and just because maybe they're not starting or they're not playing doesn't mean that they shouldn't get theirs as well. So things are changing, Bill. There's no question about it. But the most miraculous thing about it really is that a lot of these guys weren't getting what some of their – counterparts at other schools were, and they never complained. They stayed together. All they wanted to do was win for each other. This was a throwback team. Joel Klatt has said the same thing, the Fox analyst, and when I talked to Minter last night in the locker room, he said it is unbelievable. He said, you just don't see that anymore. Special teams like that. He said, this is the most special group of kids that I've ever been around, players that I've ever been around, and he'll be in NFL DC. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he's an NFL head coach someday, but uh, you know, and even he said, you know, what I wanted to win this one for my dad. He said, going back to 1993, when he was coaching, he said they got, kind of got robbed of a, of a national championship at the school he was at. And he said, and uh, going into the year, he said I didn't tell him, but if this was one that I really wanted to win for him. And his dad was ends up being his linebackers coach. So these guys were so selfless. And you look at the, you talk to the coaches, you talk to the players, and you know the whole narrative about the cheating and all that crap. Uh, you know what? They they blown that thing to bits.
0: Finally, uh, J.J. McCarthy, to me, uh, hasn't looked ready for the NFL last couple of weeks, and that was the 94th-ranked defense, and he Uh just wasn't sharp. But he made plays when he had to, and I like the runs that helped Michigan put the game away. I don't think he's ready for the NFL. You mentioned the new collective and the millions raised to try and keep people like J.J. in Ann Arbor. I would think he's coming back. I don't see him as a first-round pick, but I'm not an NFL scout
3: yeah and i think if jim harbaugh were to go somewhere where they were going to draft somebody and i think he would draft jj mccarthy i really do uh i believe that now two things about this this is an average group of receivers and i'm not ripping on these kids but if you look at some of the receivers around the country if if jj mccarthy had that group of receivers from washington for example or ohio state's receivers this kid would probably be pretty phenomenal now uh, a lot of the times there's just not the separation that you need and uh, you know he's Use the tight ends quite a bit because Colston Loveland is that guy that is uh, that can get that separation. But So I think he'll be better in that situation when he gets with better receivers, number one. But uh, number two, you know what? Uh, I agree with you in some instances here that um, he's not polished. He's not seeing the field like he would be with another year in the system at the same time if he were to go to the right place as a first-round pick late in the first round or something like that, one of these places where they can ease him in uh, like they did with the kid at Green Bay following Aaron Rodgers and everything else, then then I think he would be successful. But the flat out, the guy just wins. And uh, people like winners. And I think he's lost, what, three games, I think, in his entire career going back to high school. That's pretty remarkable.
0: Is Harbaugh gone? Because I agree with you. If Harbaugh gets to a spot where he'd have an extra first-round pick or could trade up and give up something to yeah. get J.J., he would do it. Is Harbaugh, was that his last game last night as a Michigan head coach?
3: It is hard to say. I don't think that there is one. I think the Chargers aren't a good fit, according to somebody I talked to, because of what they want to pay and what Jim Harbaugh wants. And that's really not the type of owner that would generally take a a shot on a guy like Jim Harbaugh. But there are going to be other jobs opening up, like you mentioned. And at this point, Jim Harbaugh has proven himself to be one of the best coaches in the history of football. And that's not overstating it. If you look at what he's accomplished in the NFL and at the collegiate level and now he's a national champion, you'd be foolish not to hire him or at least try to hire him. It doesn't make any sense other than the fact that he's been blackballed probably by the San Francisco organization, and he's tough to work with. There's no question about it. But if you want to win, you're going to take a chance on Jim Harbaugh, and I think he probably will get an opportunity. We'll see what matters most to him and if he feels like it's a good fit.
0: Chris, outstanding work, Uh, unbelievable run uh, by Michigan, and it really began with the loss to TCU, uh, the focus on getting back there. Well, the focus on winning a third straight Big Ten title, beating Ohio State along the way was part of it, then winning uh, the semifinal game and winning the Natty, and they got it, and the trophy It'll be on its way back to Ann Arbor. Unbelievable celebration, I would think. Are you hearing anything what they're going to do, or will they do anything connected to the yeah. fans and celebrating back in Ann Arbor?
3: Yeah, it sounds like there will be a parade on Saturday. I don't think it's officially been announced yet. Probably going to be cold and a little bit snowy, from what I understand. Right here in Houston, it's about 60 degrees and sunny. But uh, getting back there, the last parade I went to in 1997 it was about 4 degrees outside I think uh and that uh, there were still a couple hundred thousand people there I think so uh, I would expect a great turnout for that and that tentatively is what they have planned.
0: Is that a parade
3: through uh downtown Ann Arbor? It'll be Ann Arbor. Yeah. yeah it'll be Ann Arbor and they'll close off the streets
0: and uh Are they saying a day parade. is it like next Monday probably or what are they thinking? No I think I
3: think Saturday is what they said in the initially. Yeah. So And stay away um, from the businesses we'll,
0: being open. Yeah I see that. Yeah. yeah.
3: We'll find out, but uh, we'll let you know for sure, Bill.
0: Thank you. Parade updates on the hour with Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com <laughs> And weather. Weather and parade. Well, you and, are. You're covering go. it all. You're like the Jim Cantori <laughs> of the Wolverine.com. <laughs> Stay out of trouble tonight. I know you got one more night in Houston, which sounds like the we making do. of Hangover 5, okay?
3: Yeah, that's fine with me. We're going to a cigar bar and we're going to celebrate uh, well deserved. My crew the best in the business, as you know.
0: Yeah, good stuff, Chris. Thank you so much. Thanks, Billy. Take care. All right, Chris Ballas the theWolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line from Houston. Johnny Borton, senior columnist for theWolverine.com and a teammate of Chris's, will get his thoughts on the championship game. Also, his opinion on Harbaugh, future of McCarthy. Doug Skeen, five time Big Ten champion, offensive lineman at Michigan, late 80s, early 90s. He co hosts the Michigan Football Podcast with Ballas at theWolverine.com within 40 minutes. And our weekly conversation, Talking Hoops, with John Beeline and Josh Garvey from Dorn Mayhew. That's within the hour. And Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the and Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, will give us a list of the huge promotions, giveaways, and shows that are coming to and Eagle. And speaking of and Eagle, uh, download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Get in on the action. Follow the Lions through the playoffs. Lions and the Rams on Sunday night. Just download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app.
1: From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge.
0: Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA, accounting, and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Welcome to the Drew World
7: Order. January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, The Soulful. Bad Boy RB. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at eTix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino.
1: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: The Huge Show is back live across Michigan, a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible and Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. They got the Ascend Sportsbook, Michigan's live sports betting destination inside Soarin' Eagle. The new food district is getting set to open up. they got Guy Fieri chicken and more great new options for everybody making their way to Soarin' Eagle in Mount Pleasant. We do have our Honolulu Maize and Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Harbaugh and JJ gone, and is this the greatest... One-year team in the history of college football. With all the storylines on and off the field, they are in my book. Because they're the most complete team. Yeah, they may not have 13 NFL first-rounders, but they're the most complete team. And I mean coaching and players and offense and defense and what they weathered. So you can answer our questions of the day at 1-866-838-4843. That's when 866 838 huge That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Hey, other banks are closing down, thinking we're just going to do business via the internet. Mercantile Bank is opening up new locations in Michigan because they're a Michigan-based bank. Let's go talk to Johnny Borden, senior columnist for the Wolverine.com. Get his thoughts on your 2023 national champions, Michigan football. How you doing, JB?
2: Doing great, uh, Bill. Great to be with you, and a good day uh, for all of those wearing maize and blue,
6: obviously.
0: You know, uh, Johnny, through the big games this year, which we'll really will start with Penn State, we'll uh, go to at Maryland, Ohio State at home, Iowa in the title game, Alabama at the Rose Bowl, and Washington last night. It was a common theme where it was a complete effort on both sides of the ball.
2: Well, there's no question about it. There's uh, Michigan came up with the big plays on offense when they needed to. Sometimes it comes out of left field a little bit, and I don't know. As uh, a lot of people were projecting uh, Donovan Edwards to to rise up and uh, kind of do a mini Ohio State on uh, the Washington Huskies, but he did, and uh, certainly JJ McCarthy didn't have his best night throwing the football, but he made plays with his feet when he really had to, to bail that team out from deep in their own territory. And the defense has just been such a constant, how how overwhelming this is a team that just beats on people and wears them down. And once again, you've got a second half where a team scores three points period and a team as explosive as Washington You know, I I said uh, Michael Penix in that second half kind of became Michael Pinata because he was uh, was clutching and staggering at the end. He wanted to tap out because he had seen the Michigan defense come at him in waves. And as good as he is, uh, he wasn't going to outpass the Michigan defense. They made him pay a heavy price, both physically and in those interceptions that really helped put Michigan over the top.
0: I did see it at cbsports.com, they already have Michigan as the two seed for the first ever 12 team college football playoff that will start in December of this year. They did say, though, little asterisk on it, uh, will Harbaugh be there and will J.J. McCarthy return? I, I think if it's the right situation, Harbaugh leaves and he's in the best situation I think he's ever been in as the Michigan head football coach, achieve the ultimate goal. Has Santa Ono in his corner and others at Michigan, which he hasn't had a lot of administrative support previously. And he has options, whether he wants to stay or go. So my gut says he had the sound of a guy leaving, but it also could be the sound of a guy who really is content on all levels now as the Michigan head football coach. I don't know quite how to read that.
2: Well, I tell you, those are great points all. And uh, I would say the more people I talk to, the more I get this little feeling that, you know, maybe uh, Jim Harbaugh down deep knows how good he has it and knows and and really loves these relationships with these players at this level. And uh, who knows? Uh, The money's going to be there, as you said. The administrative support is going to be there. Santa Ono certainly understands what he 's got going, Santa Ono is a football fan in addition to uh, to uh, being the president of the university. He understands what what has happened the last three years, culminating in this year uh, does in terms of goodwill for uh, the donors to to Michigan for the general feeling that is such a high profile deal, and I get it there are other things that are so much more important in the medical community and all of that, but uh, it's uh, Santa Ono gets it, and so therefore, you know, he wants Jim Harbaugh here. Period. And uh, I just think that um, JJ McCarthy, you talk about him; he's a he's a young man that, um, with the right NIL deal, and he already does well there, but uh, he could he could very easily stay another year, and in that time. Go from uh, what seven or eight uh, quarterback in the draft to to number one. Uh, I think they'll if if he's back. I think he'll be more bolstered. I think they'll go out and and uh, build themselves up with their right wide receiving core some more, and uh, and make it a more consistent passing attack than it was this year.
0: And with their schedule, uh, their home schedule in a way, they really need an experienced quarterback next year, and I think they'll be willing to pay with that new collector for McCarthy. The Wolverine.com team will keep us posted. Johnny B., got to get to a network break. Thank you so much. Michigan National Champions 2023.
2: Thanks, Bill. That was a great night and a great uh, uh, future for this program, obviously.
0: All right, Johnny Borton, one of the good guys, senior columnists for the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Anthony Broom will check in from Houston. His thoughts on that championship press conference this morning with Harbaugh Corum and the crew, Doug Skeen, from the Michigan Football Podcast, five-time Big Ten champion. Coming up within 15 minutes, your comments and questions on our Honolulu Maize and Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. J.J. Harbaugh, are they going to stay? in Is Michigan the greatest single-season college football team ever? 1 838 HUGE on the Mercantile Bankless Interline.
1: Everything huge 24 7 at
8: thehugeshow.net. Imagine this a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
0: Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort of Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app today and play. Speaking of play, Michigan outstanding start to finish. Didn't capitalize on some scoring opportunities. Still dominated in the end over Washington defense, offensive line. Quorum, Edwards, spectacular. Anthony Broom from TheWolverine.com joins us from Houston. How you doing, AB? Uh, not too bad. A pretty
9: uneventful few days. But, uh, you know, just one more day to gut it out here in old Houston oh, before God.
0: I can go yeah, home and, to sleep in my own bed. Yeah, you, safety and ballast, 60 degrees, sunny. Michigan wins a national championship. All the parties, media get-togethers, go to Kennedy, not Kennedy Space Center, Mission Control, Johnson Space Center in Houston. Yeah, you guys. I feel for you. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe for you guys to help you get through this, okay? Please
9: do. Uh, and it wasn't as warm down here as I thought it would be, so it's just I can just nitpick so many things.
0: But, All right, well there's not a no, lot. It's been great. Uh, yeah, and outside of the you know, scoring chances, they they could have been up the game could have been over at halftime last night, but it didn't feel like a seven point game. I mentioned Michigan's defensive line, O line, their defense, speed to the ball and those receivers, everything I thought they had the advantage on over Washington showed, and then the O-line, and just kicking the snot out of Washington's uh, front seven, just a masterful performance start to finish.
9: Yeah, it was good to see that the final score eventually reflected how dominant of a game that was for Michigan. I thought what we saw with them at times was, uh, you know, it felt like when they got up big in the first quarter that they probably only needed one more drive throughout the rest of the game to put this thing away and and they couldn't quite get it. And to their credit, the the defense was outstanding. They were incredible. Washington had 13 possessions last night and scored one touchdown. I mean, that is, that is something none of us expected to see, even if Michigan did turn in a good defensive performance. So you gotta, gotta tip your hat to those guys. I thought the offense at times last night played with its food a little bit. Didn't quite, um, you know, I think that game plan was sort of designed to, and again, you know, the grading stuff now and, and, you know, it's all nitpicks now. Right. But I think a lot of the things that they were doing in that second and third quarter were designed to more or less just kind of run right at Washington and, and break them. And anyone who's watched Washington this year knows that, you know, regardless of what their defensive numbers look like, it hasn't been a team that's really broke this year. Now they did last night at the end of the game, but um, you know, once Michigan, it seemed like this game flipped, you know. Later on in that game, when started to use JJ McCarthy's legs a little bit more, they dialed up a play action pass to uh, to Colston Loveland that, um, you know, kind of opened the floodgates back up. So, again, you know, champions, you, you play 15 games, you're not going to have your fastball every single drive, every single game, but you got to have it when it counts and when it's counted. This team is, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the dust clears in the season. They're 15 0. They're the last team left standing, and they are national champions, and, and they earned that. Um, and I don't think anyone can take that away from them.
0: Anthony Broom, he is from the Wolverine.com in Houston, private jet. Air Ballas set to depart 9.08 a.m. tomorrow. Four crew members, Broom, Safey, and Ballas, and join their final night. Uh, in Houston. Uh, the big question is that nobody knows uh, when the kickoff against Fresno State. I think August 31st. Heck of a schedule next year. Harbaugh and JJ there.
9: I mean, that is the million dollar question. Uh, probably several million dollar question. And the thing I keep telling people is that five days from now, Michigan might need a head coach. Five years from now, it might need a new head coach. It's impossible to know. Uh, no man knows the future, as Jim Harbaugh likes to say. Um, but I have to think if if one of those guys is back, I really do think it might play a part in both of those guys coming back because, you know, with all of these narratives killed now, can't beat Ohio State, can't win on the road, can't win a Big Ten title, can't win a, a bowl game, can't win a, a national title, all of those are dead. The one thing that might be left now is, well, can you come back and do it again? And like, that, that's hard for anyone to do. I mean, for Georgia to do what they did last year is uh, remarkable. And you deserve a lot of credit for that. But if you're able to get J.J. J. McCarthy back, if Jim Harbaugh decides to run it back, because make no mistake about it, there are dominoes that could fall that really do put them in position to be right in this conversation again next year. So. A lot to sort out over the next uh, over the next week or so. NFL draft deadline, I believe, is January fifteenth. So we're going to know a lot about the guys that are back. Obviously, NIL is going to be a consideration as well. Uh, it was a really good weekend from the sound of things in terms of fundraising behind the scenes outside of the campaign that's already going on with the Champion Circle. So uh, we'll see what the future holds. But everything is everything's coming up blue right now.
0: Anthony, enjoy that final night uh, down in Houston. You guys deserve it. Have a good time. Safe travels back, and we'll talk soon.
9: Absolutely. Thank you guys for
0: having me. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Hour two ready to close up. Now, remember if you missed any huge opinion today or any show, uh, any interview, any hour, any full three hour broadcast, our podcast are free. And we are everywhere, simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show. Podcasts are free. You can catch up and listen when you want to. Also, speaking of listening, across the state, the 19 stations that carry us via the Michigan Sports Network, you can find them daily at thehugeshow.net. So if you're traveling going on vacation, or making the move. Just go to thehugeshow.net for your local Michigan Sports Network station. Big. bad, huge. Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcast. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Casino. and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live on a celebration of Michigan's national championship in football last night in Houston, dominating Washington. Unbelievable performance by the defense, and the Lions just owned the place. They were amazing. Harbaugh, the celebration, the way he honored all 100 players. Just the perfect evening for the Michigan fans in attendance. We had a great crowd at Johnny Brands on Leonard on the west side of G.R., you're a Michigan fan, it was the perfect season. And as I mentioned right afterwards, at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, I think this Michigan team, on and off the field, the storylines, what they went through, the greatest one-year team college football has ever seen. It doesn't mean they were the most talented. The greatest one-year team And that was the theme for the team all season long. That's one of our Honolulu Maize and Blue Huge Questions of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Was this the greatest one-year college football team you've ever seen? Is J.J. gone? Will he stay? Doesn't look NFL-ready to me. Great leader, great college QB right now. All he does is win. I don't know how that translates from college football to the NFL. I've never heard anybody say, yeah, we drafted him at number one overall because he wins. It's never happened. Harbaugh, you know, he he has all the trump cards in his hand right now. You want the deal? Santa Ono, having breakfast with him, as Ballas said last hour, wants him to stay, doing everything he can. NFL had another opening variable fired by the Titans I do think he'll end up replacing Belichick if Belichick is shown the door by Kraft in New England but is there that right fit for hardball a place where he could draft JJ in the second round low first round could guarantee it I don't know hey Antonio Pierce and the Raiders played pretty well at the end they just need a quarterback Chargers are going to get hit with a salary cap there's a reason a lot of these coaches were fired they don't have talent how the Titans ever traded away AJ Brown is mind-boggling. So I hear in his voice, I feel a this is my last ride. But on the flip side, after talking to a lot of the Michigan insiders for the Wolverine.com, it could be he's just at peace. He knows he has the support at Michigan, the support of the fan base, has a national championship ring, and everything. This point moving forward is gravy because. Look how long you can live off a Super Bowl or National Championship ring. I'm not lying. You get at least... I'll say, before Lloyd Carr got the heat, what year are we talking then? How many years did you get? I don't know. Do you get minimum 10 years of the National Championship? Old school, new school. I mean, my God, you, you might get two years, but... Michigan fan has been through a lot. So I don't know if Harbaugh's gone. You can tell me. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank. Hey, they're opening up new branches. Not a lot of banks are doing that. A lot of banks are closing down, saving bottom line money. We're going to do everything on the app. Now, Mercantile Bank. They value customer service. And locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. Let's go to Chris and Jennison in the Grand Rapids area, listening on ninety-six one, the game, our flagship station. You're on the Huge Show, Chris. Hey Huge, how's yeah. it going? I'm doing good, buddy. What's on your mind?
9: Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, I just want to uh, do a little bit of a debate about uh, Michigan being the
0: the greatest team ever. In one team. one year, one year. I'm talking single season. Right, exactly. So um, I would go with
9: the 2001 Miami Hurricanes.
0: Okay, a great team.
9: They had 17 first-round picks, 38 overall picks. They averaged 42.6 points per game and only allowed 9.75 points per game.
0: You're a smart man. Um, I can run down the list. of. No, no, no. no so the, I can run you, down the list. Chris, Chris and I know what you're saying, uh, buddy that I'm not saying the most talented. That Miami team, they didn't deal with uh, their coach being suspended for six games or the Connor Stallions or Big Ten mess. I'm talking the greatest team that played together as a team. There is a difference. I didn't say the most talented team because, yeah, you could look at Burrow, Chase, Jefferson, right? You could look at LSU, some of those Alabama teams, Georgia team that— uh, one at all that had like, you know, 15 dudes drafted. I I get that. But my balance, Chris, and thanks for the call in Jennison. They're the best team that I've seen. They are. And what they dealt with on and off the field comes into play. Most talented? No. I agree with that. Let's go talk to Doug Skeen. He's a happy man. Anytime he sees... The big boy's up front on both sides of the ball, pushing people around. And he's a five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s at Michigan, co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at TheWolverine.com. He texted me right after the game last night. He was one happy camper. How are you doing, Skeener?
11: I'm doing great today, Bill.
0: Thanks. National champs, huh? Mm.
11: It's, it's weird to say that out loud, isn't it? It's weird to think. I was, I was looking back just in the last four or five weeks of the season, starting with the, the, the mess at Penn State and, and being without Coach Harbaugh and what Michigan did at Penn State and then a little bit of adversity there and Maryland was a pesky team, but then Ohio State, the Iowa team with their defense, and then the Rose Bowl against Alabama, and then we beat our red-hot Washington team. It's incredible what this football team did this year. And the rare amount of focus that these guys had amongst themselves, it's something we'll always remember.
0: Yeah, because I want to go back. I'm going to have Superfly. We've been busy with the national championship run. I'm going to go to our Tullymore spring and fall football summits and what you I, you and me, uh, Ballas, Borton, uh, Safey, what we all predicted uh, back in May, of 2023 and also into August in 2023 because I think most of us felt the trigger game was going to be that game at Penn State and Michigan hung on and J.J. was banged up and they found a way to win minus Harbaugh, the drama we didn't know at the time, and that really set up this run to be an undefeated Big Ten champion. Before that, Ohio State knocked off again. And then taking care of business against one of the SEC big boys in Alabama who crushed Georgia and Washington, whose offense for the most part was unstoppable all season long.
11: Yeah, Bill, when you go back and you listen to the tapes from Tellymoor, you're going to hear myself, I think you, and a couple other guys are going to say this team's going to run the table and win it all, which was a bold thing to say because we haven't seen Michigan do this since 1997 in the old system of college football, but we said back in the spring and we said it again in the fall, this team had enough parts and pieces amongst all the position groups to get the job done. The question was going to be, could they perform in the biggest of moments, in the biggest of stages? And they did. And and it's incredible looking back on it because it was it was something that we thought they could absolutely do, but I think there was still a little bit of doubt that they were actually going to be able to perform and do it. I know Ballas picked them to lose at Penn State, and the reality is, for anybody that's been to Penn State on a whiteout out game, it is, in my experience, I never played there, but I've been there a couple times as a spectator on the sideline. It's the second loudest stadium I've ever been in my life behind Ohio Stadium. It is a difficult place to play, and I understand why Chris picked them to lose that game, but, uh, you know, they, they got it done in... in In a tough environment, without their coach, and then that springboarded them. They galvanized that locker room, and that Michigan versus everybody thing came out. And I really think, looking back on it, it was a propelling moment when they benched Harbaugh before that football game.
0: Yeah, just so much. Uh, When you go back to our August Tullymore Fall Football Summit, we got wind, I think, on that Monday that Harbaugh, the university self-imposed three-game sanction like minutes before i think we were going on air if not we had just uh, started and what this team weathered and then connor stallions in the big 10 and the ncaa and uh, running investigators at uh, players and coaches and doug why i've anointed this michigan team the greatest one-year team i've ever seen in college football not based on all these guys are going to play in the NFL is that they played like a team and they weathered so many on-the-field and off-the-field attempts and they still stood as champions last night.
11: It's incredible. And don't forget, they lost their linebacker coach in the middle of this championship run, too. Partridge was fired because of whatever he did or didn't do there. And so there was just an incredible amount of obstacles put in the way of this football team. And they just... Kept going. I think you're right, Bill. I, I was texting some of my buddies that I played with at Michigan last night as we watched the game wind down. This is the greatest group of guys to ever wear the uniform at Michigan. In over 100 years of football, it's unbelievable what they did. They're better than the 97 team, which was the previous standard. And That 97 team with a couple Hall of Fame NFL guys and a whole bunch of other NFL guys and all the greatest players, and I think I heard, uh, I read. Uh, Steve Hutchinson said the same thing. He was on that team. This is the greatest football team in the history of our program. It's the greatest team effort, focus effort I've ever seen in college football. Because as I heard you before I came on, this wasn't the most talented football talent team we've ever seen in college football. Certainly not in the last ten years. But what they overcame redefined what it means to stay together as a team.
0: You know, and add in losing Zinner, too, in the Ohio State game. Uh, If we want to go down this constant checklist of what this team overcame or next man up, you know, outside of losing J.J., they had issues all across the board and guys who missed games or couldn't play, and J.J. didn't play hurt, though. He, He sucked it up and played hurt against Penn State. That's why they weren't throwing the football.
11: Yeah, J.J. showed some toughness. I know our middle linebacker had his hand all wrapped up all season long there, and, yeah. So, Zinter goes down with a snapped leg. Trent a. Jones comes in at right tackle. They move Barnhart in the right guard, and they don't miss a beat. Uh, Bill, I, I, tracked, I tracked the O-line performance last night. NJ had pressures. I think he was touched in the pocket of the passer. He was touched three times, no sacks, no tackles for loss. And this is a reshuffled offensive line. Again, credit to Sharon Moore, the offensive line coach who's worked wonders with that group in the last few years and so again more accolades and the, the story behind the story of what this team
0: did Doug Skeen is a five time Big Ten champion offensive lineman late 80s early 90s he's also part of the Michigan football podcast heard weekly with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine.com joining us on the roast umber coffee guest I'm talking about Michigan winning the national championship I didn't see the Early picks for the college football playoff expanded format from the CBS Sports College football crew. They have Michigan as a two seed in the 12 team playoff. And I know we've discussed that it seems Harbaugh would be gone. He talked about the players needing a union and a piece of the pot today. And I think that's a big part of what the Big Ten and NCAA are doing this subversive, constant hits on Harbaugh, trying to get him to run to the NFL. Uh, but Santa Ono, Ballas said that he's doing everything he can to keep him. The collective money will be there to keep guys around for another year, including J.J. McCarthy. So uh, has this weekend changed my outlook on whether Harbaugh leaves for the NFL or J.J. comes back?
11: Well, it hasn't changed mine. I, I think if 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 I could draw it up, I think Jim Jim probably leaves for the NFL. I don't feel any different about that today than I did a few days ago. In fact, I probably feel even more more that he'll leave because he's got this trophy and this experience and this mountain that he's climbed. And I think he's, as we said before, one of the most competitive guys that walks this earth or ever has. And he desperately wants the next challenge. And I think the next challenge for him is not another college football title, but a Lombardi trophy like his brother's got. And his brother might get another one this year. I think he probably wants that. And that's not that Michigan... Is not going to give him all the tools and resources he needs, and or would need to continue to have success at Michigan. I just think Jim is a guy who's going to look at the next thing that hasn't been done, and he's going to want to go do that. As far as JJ goes, uh, as far as you know, as clutch as he was in that Rose Bowl game, and a couple of those plays last night were really, really good. If, if, this, if this young man wants to be a high first round draft pick, I'd I didn't see it last night. I didn't see it in the Rose Bowl either, Bill. I saw a guy who's really good who could be even better. And so, I, you know, again, J.J. will do what's best for him and his family, as all these young men do nowadays. But if I were just saying, hey, so do you think that J.J. J. J. should leave for the NFL or should he stay in Polish and then maybe ascend next year's draft board,
0: I would pick the latter. Good, but not great for J.J. McCarthy, which – Good versus great has been a common theme through our Tullymore <laughs> well, Spring and Fall well, Football Summits. And ironically, Stafford and Golf are meeting Sunday night in the playoffs. <laughs> it, it, it's the Tullymore <laughs> Golf no, Fall gotta, Football listen, Summit Super Bowl. you got to put J.J. in the great category
11: in Michigan history. You have to do that. He's won championships. He's got the big ring that none of us got when we played there except for just a few teams. So he's in that category. Is he first round? Is he top ten NFL good right now? Is he that great right now? No. I don't think so. That's my point
0: about great. He's great as a college QB because he wins, but does it translate and we'll see that. Skeener, I gotta get to a network break. Man, I I appreciated all your input all season long on Michigan football. If Harbaugh or JJ leaves soon, we'll jump back in and grab you again. Uh, you're great at what you do. I'll I'll see you in person at the Tullymore uh, Golf Resort Spring Football Summit in May. Can't wait, Bill. Go Blue! It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, back at you, Doug Skeen, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Skeener lives on the east side of the state. Speaking of the east side, the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit happens Thursday through Sunday at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi, and I will be live. At the Impact Power Sports Setup in Novi at the Suburban Collection Showplace, broadcasting Friday 3 until 6. Lomas Brown is going to have his Lions golf cart. Drew told me from Impact they're going to have the huge golf cart that will be there. You can enter to win Lomas's Lions golf cart. Right now, just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing this summer. At the Huge Show Golf Event at the Telemore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Text I-M-P-A-C-T to 21000. If you want to meet Lomas and see the cart, stop by the Impact Power Sports booth uh, all weekend long. But Lomas will be there Friday 2 until 4 p.m. Impact Power Sports, all the power toys you need. Now an official Yamaha golf cart dealer. They're a destination from all across the state. You'll find Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. And if you're looking for your own custom golf cart, any color, any style, anything you need on it, Drew and his crew can do it on site. So maybe for your neighborhood, for your workplace, for your golf club, for the lake house, go get it done before the golf season hits. At Impact Power Sports, stop in and see Drew and his crew. 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. And again... Uh, the newest Yamaha golf cart go-to dealer in the state of Michigan and more locations coming soon across the state 2024 will be huge for Drew and his crew at Impact Power Sports. Now we get a lot of requests for comments, huge opinions, interviews, hours, full shelves. Our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Simple and easy. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. And you can catch up and listen on your schedule for free when you want to. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts. And if you need to find your local radio station on the Michigan Sports Network that carries us weekdays at 3, check it out right now at thehugeshow.net. From Detroit to Husky. this
12: show is huge it's time to go on the court with tim stout It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for women. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. No easy week ahead for Michigan State's men's basketball team. A game at Illinois on Thursday night. And after being ranked number four in the Associated Press preseason poll, it obviously has been a struggle to this point through nearly half the regular season, 15 games down. 16 to go, a 9-6 and six record, albeit somewhat surprising maybe on Sunday night with a 14-point loss at Northwestern, coming on the heels of a five-game winning streak. Now, the Spartans have now lost three straight to Northwestern and four of the last five. How do you figure that? So if Michigan State loses at Illinois, the Spartans would be 1-4 in the Big Ten, a record Tom Izzo has never held with the Spartans.
0: Fish on the ultimate fishing show, Detroit, January 11th through 14th at the suburban collection
6: Showplace with over seven acres of the newest fishing tackle, fishing boats and fishing trips. Take it from fishing pro Mark Zona. This is the largest pure fishing show in the country. It's the fishing boat show. Buy from dealers who know how to rig them right. Shop fishing tackle only available once a year. Seminars on five stages. Meet guides and lodge owners. The ultimate fishing show, Detroit, January 11th through 14th at the suburban collection Showplace. Whoa!
0: put that one in the box. Huge here with a reminder that I'll be broadcasting live for the Suburban Collection Showplace in Detroit for the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit. I'll be there Friday 3 until 6, statewide broadcast. Lomas Brown will be at the Impact Power Sports booth where you can register to win Lomas's Lions golf cart. It's this Thursday through Sunday, the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. Look for the Huge Show in Lomas Brown, there Friday starting at 2 p.m.
1: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: We are back on The Huge Show, and each and every Tuesday, we bring in the coach, John Beeline. We talk hoops, life, and more. It's presented by Dorn Mayhew and the managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office for Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey. Joins us each and every week, Josh. How you doing? I'm good. After the last night, I'm real good. Man, Michigan's defense and offensive line—they were spectacular. John, did you watch the game with family, friends, some Michigan I, alumni down there I in Florida?
6: Uh, I watched it. I watched it alone because I,
0: I came home uh,
6: from the Big Ten Network weekend, and just Kathleen was up in Michigan, so I watched it by myself. It was wonderful. It was again, just like uh, so many of their games this year. So, such an efficient team. That just they make it look easy. They make it look easy and it isn't, but they do. They make it look that way.
0: Yeah, their defense and offensive line were actually dominating. If you go back to the last two games, you know, Washington was one of the top offensive scoring teams in the country. Alabama's Alabama and the Michigan defense offensive line. JJ made plays when he had to. He wasn't spectacular. And Donovan Edwards, with the two long runs, he scored too early to get the MVP. Coram got most of the carries the rest of the way. And just a celebration, uh, the Michigan fan base, Alumni Association, all the photos from Houston, they had the Michigan takeover. You've been there. Uh, You've been down in Texas for a championship game in San Antonio. The Michigan fan base is amazing, isn't it, John?
6: You know what? When we we came out of the hotel in in San Antonio – and it was our first time Ward Manuel being the AD that we went to the championship and he was the AD. And we came out of the Marriott and as far as you could see on each side, it was Michigan fans and taking over San Antonio as far as you could see. And I, I think even he, that at this time you know, looked looking to this thing is amazing and really recognized how big basketball was to the university. So Uh, Yeah, it's it's something. I've traveled around, and we've got California, New York City, wherever we went, the Michigan fan base is there. And they travel, yes, but really they're everywhere in the the world. And uh, they'll show up. They'll show up for these games for sure.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing scene uh, down in Houston uh, for that national championship game. And, Josh, you've been to a lot of Michigan and Michigan State events. Uh, both fan bases, I'll say this, uh, you know, you watch the MSU fan base travel uh, out west for any bowl, any big Izzo tournament game, Maui, uh, the aircraft carrier game, we're blessed in this state to have two fan bases that will go anywhere to support their teams. We really do. Uh, I had my kids
13: down at the Big Ten Championship, and what a, what I a, mean we, we own 75% of that fan base there, and it's... We do. We travel well. Our, our fans care um, about the teams, and it's, it's really fun to see.
0: Uh, John, you were at Michigan as the head basketball coach when Jim Harbaugh was hired. W- when was the first time you started to hear that Harbaugh was going to be the head football coach and maybe your first conversation with him or the impact Harbaugh had immediately up until what you watched sitting there last night seeing Michigan win the 2023 National Championship?
6: Well, I, I think you know there was always there was always rumors of him coming in the time before that when they hired Brady Hoke, and then uh, but, but when he came in this time, you know, I was involved a little bit and just going some things, but it was in the middle of our season, so it was like hey, uh, I, we we talked for a little bit, but he had so many things going on, and truthfully, so did I. So and then uh, we didn't travel as much together as I did maybe with Brady and Rich. In, and in the past, but it, you know, he, he has worked so hard to get this program where it is right now. And this has not been easy. He got in there and in, 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 in fairness to Brady, Hope, the team, he left them a pretty good team, got a great quarterback, and they excelled with that. But then he has sort of rebuilt it again in his own image. And I think that's really the, the strength of a coach who can go through a few rebuilds during a time being at a, at a particular school and he's proven that, you know, now the, the number of years he's been there, he's, uh, he's gone through the thick and the thin right now and he's on the top of the world. And I, I'm happy for him, his family, the staff's families, they, they go through a, a long, a long season where those coaches are up at five in the morning and, and they're there seven days a week. And now they get a chance to get a little bit of a rest, even though I bet they'll all be recruiting almost right away, and back on the road.
0: John, you've been there where the team's struggling, and fans and media and maybe even people inside the University of Michigan doubt, hey, is he the guy? Harbaugh went through that multiple times. You've been through it. And when, when you do get over that hump and you make the comeback or achieve what people expected, you and your teams and staff, To achieve, it has to be so gratifying, especially for Harbaugh last night on that stage. You can see the melancholy look and feel to his voice. I sense Harbaugh is done with all the NFL jobs that are going to be open, and he'll leave on top and always be remembered for that. Uh, But the comeback of a team, a coaching staff, truly makes it all worthwhile.
6: Yeah, he hasn't been afraid to embrace change either along his time. So, uh, you know, I wish I knew that feeling. This is the one, the one little bit of jealousy that I have that been on that stage. Every time I see that American flag go out and take over the whole field, I think back of San Antonio, Atlanta, and just wish we'd been, uh, that I had been a little bit better as a coach to get us to the championship, but that feeling that he must've had that, that I, I missed out on, but, uh, it's gotta be one of great contentment. I always say, uh, That coffee, after the big wings, the coffee's got to taste incredible the next morning. And and maybe a glass of wine the night after the game, too. It's got to all taste great. Life is just good when you're in this position.
0: Well, I guess if we want to break down Atlanta, uh, it was goaltending. And if we want to talk about San Antonio, you had guys just having their career night shooting the rock. I don't think it was on coaching at all. In either situation, John, I, I think Michigan fans and uh, Josh, you can attest to it. Uh, John Beeline uh, was and still is as good as it gets when it came to coaching basketball. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah, he's just he was the man. I mean, it was goaltending. And then the well, Villanova, who who hit like the one dude he went to the NBA? I think he, he might still be with the Bucks. Who was the guy that hit like 11 threes? Uh, he, he, <laughs> he came he, off the bench and hit. Uh,
6: yeah. He's from Villanova. He's with the Knicks right now. Yeah. and uh, Who is that?
0: Who's, who is the name? Got it, I always forget his name. So too. do I. It's like Italian. Like DiVincenzo. Yeah, DiVincenzo. Yeah, yeah, DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've been to Divin since right down the front with the god. Yeah.
13: He yeah. came
6: out. And Didn't did. he hit
0: like 10 threes? He
6: did. Yeah, uh, he hit, he hit seven. We had seven. We did the same thing, too. Felt like 12. That <laughs> Remember when, when Luke Hancock did the same thing with Louisville, too? Came out of nowhere and made five or six threes. But, of course, we had Spike do the same
0: Oh yeah, but what? What about the goaltending call too? No goaltending the call. Block, the, the block, not the, the block. Or yeah, the, the block? Yeah, the block. The goaltending, right?
6: They called. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, they, oh, they called the foul, and it was a big. It was a big uh, four point swing right there.
0: Yeah, but you were yeah, close, man. man.
6: Yeah. So at any at any rate, I, I'm not gonna. I I, I, miss, I, I, I wish we could have got it. I, I'm not gonna deny that. But at the same time, to get there and get there twice
0: was very fulfilling. And look at the guys you cranked out, some of the best shooters the NBA still has. Man, I'm telling you, when you look at what John did and Duncan Robinson from like a D3 guy to a $92 million deal, I'm well, probably wrong on that number. I've been wrong on four numbers in a row, coach. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is. Yeah. I, I know you want to cut down the nets, uh, the the one, yeah. you know, the final moment there. I, I get that. But you, you did so many great things that. Uh, Michigan and speaking of Michigan before we're done and Josh Garvey, who is managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew and their Grand Rapids office joining coach Beeline. We talk hoops each and every week on the huge show presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms, world headquarters in Troy, Michigan. And Josh with his great team here at the Dorn Mayhew office in Grand Rapids in downtown GR, Uh, Michigan. Uh, uh, he let Phil Martelli coach because Phil had the Philadelphia roots. That seems strange. Michigan, it can score, but it just seems at the end of games, the last five, six minutes, John, I don't know if guys are getting tight. What Whatever is happening, that they're not a horrible team to watch. They're just not closing out games.
6: Well, I, I think when do you close out games? Sometimes it might be those 10 turnovers they had in the first half. They just cannot turn the ball over the way that they do and win games. It's just, that's the formula to beat yourself. Uh, Penn State had five turnovers. They had 19. So it's like you're playing a game with somebody and you say, okay, we're going to keep score, but you get the ball the first 15 times. And then we'll play after that. Because that was the difference in the, in the turnovers. And it's just so hard. They're closer than people think. Michigan fans don't give up. They're closer than they think uh, because they do have some talent. But taking care of that rock, whether it's something they can take care of, or they got to continue to practice in uh, in their practice, because they do have two or three days a week to practice, actually four days a week to practice, they can get better now if they work at it. But that would be my big thing is take care of the rock, and then your defense will be helped by it because you you know you don't get those run out turnovers that are that they had the other night that are they're going to score ninety nine percent on it on those type of plays. But I think they're close. I'm not I'm down on I'm down on the fact that they're they what one and three in the league. And the same thing goes with Michigan State. I'll take you right into that one too. You know, every a lot of hate may go on. They lost at Northwestern. Northwestern is good. They are really good, and nobody should overreact with Michigan State. You look at them; all their stats say they should. Win, they should. They will win. Michigan stats say they got to improve in some areas.
0: And one thing about uh, Tom Izzo, Michigan State, and I agree. Northwestern, I think, with eleven and three now, uh, a really good basketball team. Izzo is just disappointed with defensive performance. And Josh, I know you saw Michigan State last week. Uh, They were on that roll, and the reason this turnaround began was with Baylor and the fact that they played defense, but they hardly played any defense in that loss to Northwestern. They really
13: didn't. And I'll echo your comment. Northwestern's a very good basketball team. Um, Boo Booey is a – what a talent. He just – I really wish
0: that was my name doing the huge show. We did that three with Boo Booey. (laughs) That would fit in real well. (laughs)
13: That would fit well. (laughs) But no, Michigan State just, I think Izzo was disappointed with the effort there. They got beat uh, by 14, but that is a good basketball team. And a few nights prior to that, I was at the Penn State game with my three boys, and they played well from start to finish. Really well. They played st- but defense, from, from, from right? On both defense, ends. The defense created. Defense, offense, right. They created, and they just, they the energy was there, the defense was there. They looked like a different team. They looked like an entirely different team.
0: You know, John, the tough thing is, I've had a lot of coaches tell me this, uh, especially at the college level. I think Dick Versace, when I was in Chicago, said trying to keep everybody motivated uh, when you're at a holiday break, when it's the dog days of January, early February is really tough with college kids.
6: Yeah, I would agree. They have way too much time on their hands. The only hard thing they have to do every day is go to practice. I mean, that's it. And so, but during the, during the regular, you know, uh, school year, I got to get up. I got study all. I got class. I got, uh, you know, a lot of other things that I have to do that day. I'm responsible and accountable for now I go to practice. It may be a little bit more of a release and just sitting around all day and waiting for things to happen. Uh, teams can bond. They can get better during that time. But so this is a difficult period, but, uh, they 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 got to fight through it because it's uh Mich Michigan, Michigan state is better than in the, the game they played the other day but it, it, that that will come out you're going to have games like that they're going to have i you know i thought that they play their hardest i don't know i'm not going to judge that i'm going to judge uh, the fact that northwestern was really good and had one of those games where you just take your hat off to them move on to the next game and said and and say uh, Northwestern is good. I can't wait till they come to East Lansing, and that's that's the attitude I would have after that game.
0: Uh, Coach Beeline, man, rare form. I think it's jumping in the Big Ten Network studio as an analyst. You see them weekends on the Big Ten Network. He won four Emmys in his first weekend. That's unbelievable. He's, he's like the Tom Hanks or Denzel Washington of studio Analyst. Coach, good stuff today as always. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, going to Michigan State basketball games, going to Michigan football games. He, he's like me when I was growing up. I was a Michigan football fan, but then I liked Magic and Kelser and... Uh, Michigan State basketball. If you don't go to either school, you can be a fan of both. You can. Amen. All right, good stuff, Josh. As always, you're growing into a top-flight broadcaster. I know your kids are listening <laughs> right now. Hey, Sparky. <laughs> hey, Joey. Good that <laughs> you're listening. Yes, Thank you, are. man. All right, <laughs> Thank you, too. Yeah, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew, their Grand Rapids office, world headquarters on the east side of the state in Troy. Coach Beeline, uh, enjoy the sunshine down in Florida. We'll see you on the Big Ten Network this weekend, and we'll talk next week.
6: All right, thanks. Look
0: forward to it. See you, Josh. See you, Huge. All right. Yep. Yeah, say goodbye to Coach. See you, Coach. All right. We got to get everyone to say goodbye. Everyone wants to be warm, fuzzy, feely. Okay. Thank you, Coach. We got to go. <laughs> all right. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> like rushing them, Josh. I'm rushing you guys. We got to do this in the real. Let's go. Let's go, guys. And all of a sudden, Josh goes, okay. Okay. We're ready. All right, big man. Good work on air. Okay. Hey, thanks. See you. All right. Josh Garvey, Managing Shareholder of the Grand Rapids office for Dorn Mayhew joining us talking hoops each and every week with John Beeline presented by Dorn Mayhew.
1: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net
0: We are back in the leadership locker room on the HUGE Show across Michigan. We get together with Greg Harris from MaximizeLeadership.com You can check out that website uh, where he helps businesses and individuals become better leaders and also will help businesses grow and contacts Mm -hmm. are a big part of any business i know people will say well that's old school no it's still new school Mm -hmm. bill great to be on your show yes so the pipeline is a big deal for all sales people it's one of their biggest anxiety buttons who do i have to talk to in the next quarter can i make my quotas so one of my keynotes that's very popular it's very fun it's great training it talks about what is a robust pipeline There's got to be entry and exit points. It's got to be able to flush and flow because you don't want a stagnant pipeline. And the other part about the pipeline, which is great, is remembering to follow up. We hit a lot of things in the keynote that are really good reminders and some really great insights on how to be amazing at sales to serve your customers. Greg Harris, Leadership Locker Room. He joins us here on The Huge Show, MaximizeLeadership.com. If you own a business, run a business. If you're starting a business from the ground floor and you want to move it up, go to MaximizeLeadership.com.
8: Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, we're relaxing oh so comfortably. It's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for my friends from
0: Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're gonna want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail, vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery.
3: Save big on fuel with M Perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Ten cents to one dollar off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons.
0: Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the
1: Michigan Sports Network.
0: Check in with the fun governor Tim McCullough from the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He is standing by. And what's going on, Timmy?
5: Man, we got January Fortune happening every Friday in January from three to ten p.m. Uh, one, uh, this is the way it works, Bill. Uh, you come in the door, you get your free Access Club card member. Four winners each hour from three to ten p.m. Well, each gets selected for a lucky fortune cookie. You can win cash or premium play prizes. You can win up to. $5,000 in cash and $500 in premium play. Good luck to each and every one. A.m. And then, of course, Saturdays, our winter blitz is on for a truck giveaway. All you got to do is show up from 5 to 11 p.m. for your, when your share of $170,000 in cash and prizes. Uh, really easy to All you do is be a lucky Access Club member and get a chance to win. You can be drawn for $2,000 in cash. And if you don't claim your prize, we roll it over to the next drawing until it's claimed. That's what's great. And then on January 27th, we're giving away a 2024 GMC Sierra. It's going to be a beautiful package put on this vehicle. It is going to be a winter blitz like you've never seen before, so you need to get in here And Saturdays in January. And of course, our entertainment is always off the charts, as you well know. Just coming off the Three Kings Elvis, we got Roots and Boots Tour coming up which is going to be great. Sammy Kershaw, one of my favorite, Aaron Tippin, Colin Ray, you're not going to miss it. You're in the country. This is a show for you. Drew Hill and Jenny White will be in the house in our showroom. Two great shows right there. You're in the entertainment. Those guys will entertain. Teresa Caputo Live, February 3rd. That's going to be a great show. She already knows you're coming. Murder Mysteries are back on Thursdays here at Soaring Eagle. February 15th. Check out the website for all the details. It's going to be a great dinner, great date night opportunity. Jeff Foxworthy on February 16th. Bach and Pops is back on February 17th. That's always a lot of fun for date night. Peter Frampton will be in the house March 16th. Godsmack April 27th, sticks May 4th. Chicago's back May 25th. Outdoors, Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top, August 9th. Put that down in the calendars. Jason will L.D. will be bringing his whole country madness right here to Soaring Eagle August 16th, so make sure you come out. It's going to be a heck of a great time outdoors, as we know, Bill. It happens every single year. We do it big, we do it big, we do it big right here. Central Michigan, your spot for entertainment, Bill.
0: Tim McCullough is the fun governor of the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Show tickets, promotions, everything going on. Their new food district with so many cool New food options at Soren Eagle. That's set to open up. Go to Soarin'EagleCasino.com. That is Soarin'EagleCasino.com. And don't forget about their sister property, the Saginaw Eagle's Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish, Michigan. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM, the Mint in the Midland Bay City, Saginaw area. Timmy, have a great week. We'll talk in seven days. Stay warm, Bill. Big. Bad. Huge.